think about that 16 Ryder Cup all the time. All the time. All the time. I think about that 16 Ryder Cup all the time. Back here on the First Cup Podcast with Kyle Porter. I'm Chip Patterson. That's Kyle Porter. We are just looking ahead to uh, the weekend as we move into the next round of the FedEx Cup playoffs. We've got Bryson DeChambeau, who made a tremendous statement. But uh, we begin with looking back at the game and the weekend that was for, actually, the week that was. I mean, you are having an awesome little stretch here. So tell us, Kyle about uh your your experience with the pga championship your crew and uh and, and a nice little start to the weekend on the links yeah so we played beth page on monday as part of the pga championship media day for 2019 beth page pretty awesome by the way uh, I, I played there with uh, with Brennan Porath, with Kevin Van Valkenburg, and then with uh, a, a guy who's who's part of the PGA of America uh, named Rick, and we had we had a great time. We played horrendously, but it was nice out. Uh, Beth Page is a is a I don't know what I expected, but it's it's both more of a slog and also more of a unique course than I imagined. Uh, so we did that. Then we played uh, a place called the Creek up in, on Long Island, kind of the North Shore area, which was incredible. Uh, it, it just got redone by Gil Hance, uh, who's done uh, obviously a lot of different restorations and designs. Uh, and so that was amazing. And, and then on Tuesday, uh, the granddaddy of them all, we went over to play Wingfoot. Mm. And it was... Uh, I expected a lot, and it exceeded every expectation how so uh well there there were a couple of things first it just it felt and it is really old and has so much history and is so nice but also so i i expected all those things and it, it still exceeded them the locker room was incredible the course was immaculate it, it was just ah, i don't know you can just tell they really like care about golf everything yeah, <laughs> detail, like every every detail and but but beyond that the thing that i don't know if this surprised me but it stood out everybody there was so kind and just warm and and inviting and it, it was just a cool experience because i think you can go to some of these places and people are i don't know if they're uppity or just they can be like oh well this is this is wherever and you're like, yeah, I, I know, I get it. Like, I'm, I'm, I understand how this all works, and this is not my world. But everybody there was incredibly gracious and just, just wanted to show you around and and um, you know, show you the pro shop and show you the club. It just, just all these different things. It, it couldn't have been a better overall experience and and to get to share that with good friends it, it was a it was a really cool day. So was and it- I made a I made a two. I made a I made a birdie on a par three. What was yeah. your uh, what was your club from the tee? Set it up I for me. I, hit, I think I had a seven and made like a forty foot putt. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! So is it you, KVV, and Porath? Yeah, Brennan Porath, and uh, we had we had somebody who was kind of taking us around there, and it, it was you know Porath said this while we were playing, but he was like, "Man, it's kind of a bucket list day," and I, I don't. 
it, it really was. I mean, you hear, you sort of, I think, start to lump all these big name courses together, Wingfoot and Shinnecock and Oakmont and, you know, whatever, Pebble. And I haven't experienced all of them. I've experienced some of them. And it, it was, it was, uh, it definitely was unique and it stood out and the course was unique. The greens were unbelievable. It, it was just a really fun course to play that wasn't actually too difficult from where we were playing it. And so I think you think about it of the US Open and it's like, you know, it's so hard, it's so whatever. And it I mean it's tough, but it's it's a place that you can have fun playing and you don't feel like you've just been beaten up for 18 holes. Well, over the weekend at the first uh FedEx Cup playoff event, Bryson DeChambeau um just he he was great tee to green. He His putter let him down a little bit on Sunday, but for the most part, he just needed to hang on to a win thanks to the 63 that he fired on Saturday. And now the, the player who was number nine in the Ryder Cup standings you know, he has ignited the discussion regarding the captain's picks. I mean, we've had this discussion, what, Kyle, like six episodes now? And probably <laughs> we'll, we'll run it back again. Yeah, I think it started after the Masters, probably. Yeah, probably. But the, <laughs> uh, the, that's, that's a situation where because, of the, because he was number nine, we've said before it's already tough enough for the, for the guy who's right there and just misses it. When you add on his victory in the playoff, which, you know, because of the point system, rockets him right up to the, the top of the point standings, you, this was uh, the, the storyline coming out of the event. 100% is that Bryson got on the Ryder Cup, right? Yes. Now, the process of him getting on the Ryder Cup is going to be pretty interesting because you've got this wonky deal where Jim Furyk chooses three guys on Tuesday after the Dell and then one guy the following week after the BMW. And so if we think here's where I'm at, if we think that Tiger, Phil and Bryson are all on, and I think they are, I think lock, lock, lock couldn't be bigger locks. When do they, are they the first three picked or like, I, I mean, I guess they are, but then if you're and and, uh, Chris Solomon at No Line Up pointed this out. I thought it was really smart. If you're saving that last pick, are you really going to use it on Matt Kuchar? Who, like, after, like, he might not make the Tour Championship. I, I don't know what he's ranked right now, but let's say he misses the Tour Championship and you, you got to pick him in the week between the BMW and the Tour Championship. That's awkward. Like, you'd almost rather just pick him now, kind of hide it, but then do you, do you, Make Bryson sweat. Yeah, and he wouldn't even be sweating. You'd just be like, it's just such a, it, it's such a weird thing because I know that they saved that last pick for somebody who's hot, but now that they've got these rookies on the team, they almost want to spend it on a vet like Kucher, but it doesn't it doesn't make sense to spend it on. It, it's just a it's a weird situation, and I think. I think they should go. I think everybody thinks they should go. Finau, uh, Bryson, Tiger, Phil, but I don't. And and maybe they will. But it's just it's kind of awkward right now. Kucher right now number seventy four uh, in the FedEx yeah. Cup standings. So he's he might not even make the PMW. Yeah, I mean he's behind CT Pan and Bronson Burgoon. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, I, I just I don't know. 
I think if Finau does anything over the next couple of weeks, he's probably in. Wow. I mean, that's a, that's, that's a tough draw for Kucher, but that it's the, the tone of the discussion, because I have, I have no insiders within, I have no sources close to the Ryder cup selection process, but what seemed like, Oh yeah. Kucher's on like Kucher was grouped together with tiger and Phil in the conversation. And the question was whether you went Finau or Bryson Bryson seemingly having locked his spot up. Now all of a sudden has he bumped Kucher out? Yeah. And, and it, it is, it is weird because I think Kucher was sort of thought to be all, I mean, he's just such a, the problem is that I think everybody wants Kucher to be on the team, like the players, but I don't, I don't think that means they don't want Finau to be on the team. There's just, I mean, the, the real like the sort of bury the lead here is that the US is just stacked. I mean, they, just, they have too many guys and too, too many young guys. That's the other thing that you I, pointed to about uh, Kucher. Yeah, and I think it makes sense. And I think it, I think that Kucher probably thinks it makes sense for him to be kind of the Bubba 2016 role. And I don't know if this will happen, but like a vice captain type role, fill the tiger spot. And then all of a sudden he's still part of the team. He's just not playing. I, I think that makes so much sense, especially because Finau's young and presumably going to be on other Ryder Cup teams. The wild card in all of this, Chip, is is uh, Ricky Fowler's health. I was going to say, yes, I was just about to ask about whether or not you thought that Ricky Fowler becomes that Bubba Watson player. Yeah, I, I could see that as well. He would definitely be made. He, Ricky Fowler's going to Paris no matter if he's playing or not. I, I still think he's going to play. I have no r- real reason to think otherwise. But I think next week at the BMW is where it gets interesting. Because you can sit out two weeks. And I think you can make the case if you're Fowler like, look, I'm just making sure I'm 100% for Paris. And I think that's probably what he's doing. But once you start sitting out three in a row, that's when it's like, okay, this is this is kind of a thing. Because then you... Then all of a sudden you've missed the entire playoffs because you've fallen out of the top thirty and and you're not going to to the tour championship. So that's I don't know, and it's a good thing that they have options, but he might be somebody that eventually gets replaced because of injury. I don't think it'll happen, but it it could happen. It's it's certainly within the realm of possibility. What it, so maybe there's a a play where where Jim Furyk where Jim Furyk does not name Kucher in this first round and you've got a better idea of where Ricky Fowler is by the time you have to make the final pick. Yeah. Yeah. Because then it wouldn't, then you could just say, take Kucher and Finau and say Fowler's out and right. then it wouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah. That would make sense. By the way, what, what do you think the U S is going to do when, when Patrick Cantlay wins three in a row to end the playoffs? He's what not, he's, he, there's no, uh, there, it's not like he can go Billy Horschel again. Cause isn't this the Billy Horschel rule? <laughs> yeah, it is. And it, I think if Finau plays well this week, it's like the Billy Horschel, Tony Finau rule. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's just, it's for getting hot at this, at this time of year. I mean, seriously, like what if can't, can't lay finishes top 10 last week? What if he wins this week and wins the BMW? I, th- I think that's a stretch for. Uh, do you not think that? All right. Do you not think that we'll have bounce back weeks from like Dustin Johnson or Brooks Kepka? 
Well, that's my point. Like it's, it's, it would be crazy for that to happen from Cantlay because there's just, these fields are just sick. Right. And if it did, it'd be like, <laughs> we got to take this guy. But then, then what do we do? It's just, I don't know. I, it, it's, it's pretty crazy how, how deep this U S team is. What do you think about, uh, what, what's the expectation from tiger as we, as we look back and as we continue to play out, um, where he sits in the playoff process and how that goes into his Ryder cup preparation. Like I, I feel as though I've, I've eased off of the, I've, I've eased off of the deep analysis of tiger woods where I've seen enough. I've got general expectations. And then as, as someone who wants to, you know, see tiger succeed or is invested on some level in his game. All of this feels like warm up to the Ryder cup, at least for me. Yeah. I I think that we get so deep into this that every week has to be like a 30 for 30 and you're like, well, maybe he just shot like three seventy ones and a 69. And that was, that's just the whole story. It's, you know, yes. And like, what was it? He, uh, he was pretty good except for putting. Like that's the only real statistical part of this past weekend that you could circle and be like, well, you know what? He didn't make a lot of putts. Yeah. Which just happens. Which I mean, just it happens. Just, yeah. It, it gets, it gets, this is where it gets hard to talk about tiger. It, it's almost easier to talk about him when he's really bad or obviously if he's really good, it gets hard when you're like, Oh yeah, he was T 37 last week. He, he did some stuff. He didn't do some other stuff. <laughs> And so, well, what, 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 what are we, how are we supposed to analyze this? You know, uh, it, it's, it gets difficult. Did you see the thing, uh, the questions about Trump, by the way? I did. Whoo. That was fun. Well, I mean, he is from the Michael Jordan era of Republicans buy shoes too. Yeah. It's such a great line. That should be the name of a documentary or something. Unfor- Maybe it is. Uh, it, it may or may not have gotten co-opted for, uh, as an inflammatory as, as, as a, the hope for an inflammatory, uh, book title. Oh, really? Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, uh, yeah. Who's, who's right. I saw this. Who's writing this? Clay Travis. Oh, Clay Travis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> moving on. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Uh, no, the, the, what I was going to bring up and this is sort of where I'm at with tiger too, is he got asked at the very end, he, he didn't even get asked. Somebody, whoever was asked, uh, interacting with him just said, could you make a broad statement about race relations in the United <laughs> States? And it's like, wow, okay. Uh, and Tiger goes, he said something like, mm, yeah, I'm good. I'm just, I just played 72 holes and I'm really hungry right now. And, that, and but it, like the way he said it was, was both disarming and somewhat hilarious. And I was... Like, as I was watching it, I was like, yeah, that's kind of how I feel about Tiger right now. <laughs> like, I just watched 72 holes of Tiger, and I'm really hungry. Now I'm hungry. I'm done. I just want to go eat. <laughs> uh, I thought that was great, though. Um, yeah, it, and it was uh, – it was because it became a thing, right? Cause then, oh, of course. Yeah, because then we also had, like, the Twitter thank you for it. Mm. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, with which it, it, I was talking about this with the guys over the weekend, and Tiger is always he's always actually handled stuff like that really sort of graciously and pretty well. But it sucks for him because no matter what he says, it's a story. 
And so you get presented with this question that you know will result in no matter how you answer it, no matter what you say, if you say no comment, that's a story. If you say literally anything that if you walk away, that's a story. Like you're screwed the second that question is asked. And it's just he gets put into such a corner with this stuff. And I think that people sometimes don't appreciate how well he's handled that stuff over the years and, and how difficult it is to to kind of work your way out of those things. Here at Top Golf, we do lessons differently. That's right. Top Golf certified instructors not only help you improve your game, but they want you to have a great time too because we know that you love Top Golf. We know that you enjoy the facilities and the many amenities that you have as you can play Top Golf, you can share Top Golf. But what what about getting better uh, with your swing and with your game? But so these certified instructors, they're going to come, they're going to sh- give you some tips, but also they want you to sip, they want you to snack, they want you to swing and play better. So you need to book a lesson today at topgolf.com slash lessons. Again, it is everything that you've come to know and love about the Top Golf experience with a certified instructor who's going to help you improve your game. So find out about it by booking a lesson today at topgolf.com slash lessons. Once again, that is topgolf.com slash lessons. Um, before we get into our, uh, our our expectations for this weekend and moving forward in the playoffs, oftentimes, Kyle, I uh, I get I I throw in the the music at the at the beginning after we record just to pull back the curtain. Um, you're familiar with the 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 main theme song, drum and bass. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, this episode will be the first one that has a, a special Ryder Cup intro, and Ooh. I wanted to be recording so that you could hear it for the first time. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. I think about that 16 Ryder Cup all the time. All the time. All the time. (laughs) I think about that 16 Ryder Cup all the time. What do you think? (laughs) I'm just disappointed that you didn't dub Patrick Reed and responding to me. Oh. Me too. Me too. (laughs) That might... Me too. <laughs> that might be the next step. I might have to continue to evolve the uh, the Kyle Ryder Cup intro, <laughs> dude. I I I I had a loop at one point of you just going. I think about that sixteen Ryder Cup all the time. I think about that sixteen Ryder Cup all the time. I think about that sixteen Ryder Cup all the time. <laughs> we were talking to somebody this uh, over the weekend about. Uh, we were asking if they had ever been to a Ryder Cup and. They're like, no, I've been meaning to go, and and we were all like just unanimous about it being like maybe the best week of our professional lives. I mean, it was just, uh, you know, and uh, yeah, like I know it's a it's over the top, but it was just such a it was just such a formative week. It was, and so much stuff happened. We were we were thinking like we were just remembering back on just the bow on Thursday or Friday and Rory saying, uh, you know, enjoy the show and just, Oh, there was just so much great stuff that happened. DJ popping the cork and saying four left in the press conference afterwards. And, uh, we need to do like a, 
we need to just like put together stuff from the 16 Ryder Cup in the lead up to the 18 just to riff on like all the different things that happen. I need to rewatch it. That's what I need. I need to get because uh, uh, I don't know if you knew this. Um, it gets a little busy for me late September. <laughs> <laughs> I got I've got my eyes elsewhere at times. Um, yeah. But I, I need to I need to rewatch it to dig back in. I have enjoyed uh, no laying up doing. I listened to their 1999 to 2008 uh, retrospective show. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just, it was amazing to me, especially given, you know, the, not only your enthusiasm, but like the, the enthusiasm of the current United States team to, to even think back to a time where um, not only that the United States team was not winning, but also just, you know, showing a little bit of apathy for the the whole thing, and not not really uh, not really making it the the showstopper type event that it certainly has become. I mean, it seems like it has taken on a new life with this younger crew. Where for a while there, the teams had you know like no one under the age of thirty on the two thousand eight yeah. team or something like that. And it's just it is interesting how far it's come because I. I wasn't as plugged into it from 1999 to 2008, but it was not a high time, both in the quality of team or in just sort of the way that it was treated uh, by a lot of American golf. Yeah. You sort of have had these cycles where obviously the U S starting out dominated and then Europe kind of learned from them and then turned it back against them and they started dominating. And then in the last few years, uh, the U.S. has looked at Europe and been like, wow, what they're doing seems to work. And they've, I think, tried to implement it more. Uh, there's been, I, I think it's, you can't overstate the galvanizing effect that Phil and Tiger buying in has had. Uh, I think that's a huge deal, maybe bigger than we even uh, have have noted in the past. And that's, yeah, I mean, that's all part of their sort of hashtag process right now is they, you know, look to future Ryder Cups. And they've just got, I mean, we can talk about all this other stuff. They've just got great players. Like, they just have better players than they've had in the past. When your 12th guy is, you know, freaking Tony Finau or Bryson, and compare that to the 12th guy and even like 08 or 06 or 04, it's just not even... I mean, Tony Finau would be like the fourth best player in 06 when they got just hammered, you know? So uh, it's just a, it's definitely a different era for the U.S. Or do you think that uh, there will be hostile crowds at Lake Golf National? Mm, yeah, I think it's going to be just the thing is, and people, uh, a lot of people have talked about this, you're not going to get, like, it's not the French people that are going to be out there being crazy. It's, it's the people that, the Europeans that always go to Ryder Cups, whether it's in Scotland, England, a lot of them come to the U.S. You just they're just going to congregate in Paris, and it's going to be it's going to be ludicrous. <laughs> JT is going to have to eject so many people. <laughs> oh man, do you think he? Nah, he won't. He can't. Uh, Rory had somebody ejected at the 16 Ryder Cup. Oh my god! I was standing right there. This guy comes up and puts a finger in his face and says, sucka, you know what? And he looks over at the cop and said, this guy out of here. <laughs> and I was like, what am I watching right now? Hazeltine was so formative. 
Um, all right, let's <laughs> let's turn our attention to the Delta Technologies Championship. Action starts on Friday. It goes through Monday. Um, what's your? Uh, we, we've we've talked a lot about the Ryder Cup angles to this. What are you most looking forward to uh, in this next turn playoff event? Yeah, I mean, I think I think Bryson for sure. Uh, him just following up his win. I think JT defending uh, Boston. I think JT is the guy that I trust the most right now. I wrote this on CBSSports.com for Wednesday or Thursday or whatever. He just is like week to week. I'm, I I just feel like I can trust him. Like if you're picking a fantasy team, if you're whatever, I'm just like yeah, JT. Like DJ, I sort of trust Kepka. Yeah, is it a major? Uh, Spieth. Not really. Rory, no. Tiger, no. I just trust JT, and I, th- I think he's going to play great again this week. Uh, and then, uh, obviously, Rory's return. He's the all-time earnings leader here. He's won twice. Uh, he he needs to get something going before the Ryder Cup, and he needs to get something going before the Tour Championship to make it all the way to Eastlake. So I, I think the way that he plays this week is going to be pretty interesting. Who's your pick to win? I got Finau. Yeah, it just it feels very 2014 Billy Horschel-ish. I did, that might be projecting, but he's playing for more than everybody else in the field. You know, uh, we saw that, it. that might not that, that might not be true. You might have some guys that are at like 100 or 99. You know, playing to get to if they win and get to East Lake, that's a huge deal. But he's playing for something additional, and uh, he was really good last week. It took a pretty great performance from Bryson to beat him what's your um what is your general reaction Associated Press started reporting that the uh, the there will potentially they're considering a new format for the FedEx Cup where with what is it the leader the number one player in the FedEx Cup would start the tour championship at 10 under and then it would cycle all the way down to the the 30th place player so at even par, right? Yeah, it's. <laughs> well, I was going like to say, the, like, what's 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 your general read on? Because the idea is they want to avoid having a situation where the tour champion, tour championship winner, and the FedEx Cup champion are not the same person. And they've been making moves toward this for years. I mean, they've changed all kinds of stuff in the lead up. At some point, they're just going to revert to like whoever is leading after the BMW gets the Tour Championship and the FedEx Cup. Like they're <laughs> not even going to play the tournament. <laughs> I mean, but 10 but, strokes isn't a ton to make up if I, you're the 30th place player. Yeah, I think. Okay, so first of all, I love that the PGA Tour's answer to this incredibly complex event that no one understands is to make it more complex, right, and more difficult to understand. Uh, but having said that, it's actually I think it's kind of cool, and I think it's a, I think it creates a real like that's a real advantage if you say hey you get two around i mean that's the way we that's the way you and i play golf right uh to to kind of level the playing field except you're giving it to the to the guys that are better and so you're almost (laughs) you're almost extending the player the uh the playing field uh or you're you're elongating it and i think that that just uh i think it's cool i think it's great i think i i'm all i'm here for sort of unique ways to determine these things and that's something that we haven't seen and probably won't see anywhere else see i can understand that more 
than having to keep track of the updated projections on the FedEx Cup standings. Yeah, that's true. That that that's. I yeah. mean, it's just and it's a think, it's a very what, simple number to par. Someone's going to start with at this number, and like that that puts more pressure on them because everyone behind them is going to immediately start trying to uh, apply the pressure. They're not going to be able to just you know shoot even par four days in a row and cruise to the championship because you got other great other others of the 30 best players of the season gunning for him. Like it's when the, when I saw the headline that the, the number one player in the standings was going to get a 10 stroke benefit. I thought it was 10 strokes on everybody, not the idea that it was a graduating scale where someone's going to start at nine and you know, people are going to start at nine under then you start at eight under like that to me, even though it is a little gimmicky, the tour championship in general, 30, 30 player field, no cut, it's already a little gimmicky, right? So what's what's changing the scores up a little? Yeah, no, you're you're right, uh, and and I think it's yeah, I, I think it's I think it's pretty great. Uh, I am gonna miss throwing it to Jimmy Roberts in the studio and him manipulating a computer touchscreen, uh, a touchscreen behind him to give us like breathless second by second updates on the back nine at Eastlake on Sunday that nobody with like. 10 decimal points and all this different stuff you're you're right in that it probably does that actually make it more simple and uh yeah i'm i love it i think it's great i'm i'm excited about it all right he is kyle porter you can follow him on twitter at kyle porter cbs you can follow me at chip underscore patterson kyle thank you very much thanks chip